0: All children of the living God, praise the name of the Lord. You and I are created for this purpose. Praise the name of the Lord forever and ever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can I say welcome church? And to our brethren who are online, I say welcome and thank you for joining the service this morning. Shall we bow down our heads as we pray? Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. You that you are our God. God Almighty who is forever in control. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Now, Father, it's time to hear from you. Please speak to us, each and every one of us, including myself, Lord, that it has pleased you to use to speak this morning. Lord, speak through me to us. Open our ears to hear from you and give us understanding. Understanding that leads to obedience. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. God Almighty in control. Will you surrender to him? Quickly, we will go on to some truths to remember about this, our God. Let me state straight away that the whole Bible talks about the awesomeness of God from Genesis to Revelation, only an awesome God could be described in such a book. So, a message at this time will not be enough, but let me just state a few things to reassure us that our God is is in control. He has told us that he has plans to prosper us. Never to harm us. Because for us, he wants to give us a hope and a future. That hope and future for Nigeria, for you, for me, for our families, shall never depart from our shores. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven tells us. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, the Lord took control of our salvation. How? By sending Jesus to us. Nothing can be greater than that. And this Jesus has called us to Himself. In case you are in doubt, God has defeated. And he's still in that business of defeating our enemies. He can defeat our enemies by mere sound. You remember, we raise a sound to the Lord. That's what Joshua did with the walls of Jericho. As thick as those walls were, as defensive as those walls were. Mere sound from the trumpet because the Lord who is in control was in that sound. The walls came crashing down. Any wall of Jericho around you, as long as you surrender to the Lord, as long as you are in the will of God, you are in the center of the circle of God's will for your life, that wall will come crashing down. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God can defeat even our enemies with light. The light that we all crave for. That was what Gideon, against the Midianites, that's what he experienced. I will not bother reading it, but please, it's in the book of Judges, chapter 7, verse 8 to verse 20. In case you are interested, the Bible says that they went with torchlight under the instruction of the Lord. There were drums, torchlight, light. Of course, you and I know better that God can defeat our enemies with water. That's what our senior pastor brought our attention to last week. You know the Red Sea. Are you ready to sing a word to the Lord? Give him the praise. Thank you for fighting my battles for me. Thank you for fighting my battles for me, Jehovah. Thank you for fighting my battles for me, Jehovah. Thank you for fighting my battles for me, Jehovah. Many of us may not know. We only know God has given us jobs. We only know we sleep and we wake up. But what of those battles that God fights for you? The battle that he fights with light when you are asleep. The battles that he fights, he drowns your enemy when you are riding on the road. I want you to think more of that as you leave this assembly. The battles God fight for you and me. That's why we took that song. Thank you for fighting our battles for us. The God Almighty who is in control. I've given a testimony here before that there was one man, my colleague, he's late now. Armed robbers took him in worry. We were in worry then. Armed robbers took him. By then, you know, there's this Volkswagen. Vehicle that drives fast. Those of you who have driven Volkswagen, you know that they are very fast moving. Armed robbers took him by 6 p.m. and took, put him into the boot. That's what they used to do. And they would take you along to rob houses. He was there. Thank God. And that's why you don't have to moan over everything that comes your way that you think is negative. Two days before then, his tire started making sound. Wow. He had been wanted to go and repair it. He didn't have the time to go. So when the armed robbers took it, say, Ah, it'd be like, say, this can no day fine. So they were pursuing one man with one fine flashy car that they wanted to take Take that car. They kept a the distance. They were going. They were going. They would try to overtake. They couldn't overtake. Until that man, after a long drive entered the south. By then, this remote control gate were just coming to town. He used his remote to open his gate and enter. Then the, the guy was the one, he was telling me, we're sitting one on one. He was telling me. He said, the, the arm robber said, it looks as if this man is, is tough. Don't go into that premises. And the man, Until the man shut his gate. And that man will come and say, what has God done for me? Thank you for fighting my battles for me. The God who is in control. May that be your testimony. May that be your song every day of your life as you remember that God is our God who is in control and fights our battles for us. God is holding the man of lawlessness, he's holding him back so that he may be revealed. At the proper time, what does that translate to us? Even our God, as shown in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6, even control Satan. Satan, who is the boss of our enemies, the demons, God even controls him. So, brethren, why have I said this? You have nothing to fear. You and I have nothing to fear. But the the irony of it all is that you and I, we sometimes just decide for whatever reason. As as some people will say, "Mm," because we are human beings, we decide to take control of events. And like we were taught on Wednesday, it is when we have hit roadblock that we remember, let us go back to God. Instead of praying about every issue, before you take the next step, unconsciously many of us take control of our lives. We don't submit to the Lord. Paul wrote that, the, and our lives, you know, is flesh. And Paul wrote that the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Romans chapter 8 verse 7, it does not submit to God's law and cannot even do it, even if it wants to. Because God cannot deal with flesh. Therefore, hostility and fear make peace and joy impossible for us. And one of the things I want us to know is that David refused to let fear steal his joy. That's what we read in Psalm 27 verse 6. But if you want to read it in context, verse 1 through to verse 6. He says, I will sing and make music. To the Lord. It's not that if he never faced challenges, but he knows that my God is in control. My God Almighty is in control. He submitted to him. If you go to the book of John, John chapter 10, verse 28b, starting from verse 24, you move on to verse 28. The Lord Himself say, said it. He said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. God did not even say they shall not perish. He says they shall never, never. You you and I will not perish as long as we remain with the Lord. No one, as the verse continues, he says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's what he says. We quickly go on to our lesson text in Haggai chapter 2, verse 22, verse 23. I will move fast. The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time. So he has spoken to him the first time. On the 24th day of the month, tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the foreign kingdom. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. Sorry, I'm reading from the New International Version, except otherwise stated, NIV. Verse 23. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you declares the Lord Almighty. There are many things in this world we do not have control over. Many of us don't have control over our jobs. We don't have, we don't have control over those who are causing riots around us. We don't. We don't have control over the world economy, so to say, as individuals. We don't. There are so many things we don't. We live in a world of trouble, difficulty, Wars and rumors of wars. But I come bearing good news. Even though we are not able, we live in that world. Like the Bible says, we, we, are, we are in the world, where we are, but we are not part of this world because our God, the God Almighty, is in control. That's what I want to let you know. I don't know what your challenges are. But please, our God is in control. When you are tempted therefore to fear, know that your heavenly father, who is supreme, is in authority. He is omniscient. What does that mean? He knows all. He is omnipotent. What does it mean? He's all-powerful and he is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere at all times. Remember what Jesus said, you and I, in Matthew chapter 10 verse 29, and not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Even you, you, cannot count the, you can't complete counting the hair in your body. But our Heavenly Father knows. Our Heavenly Father knows. And knows for everybody. What a comforting promise from our Savior. The passage we have read today reminds us of who is in control. God sent Haggai to speak to Zerubbabel. By the way, Zerubbabel In the time we are talking about, we are talking about the period of captivity and there were remnants staying in Jerusalem and Judea. And Zerubbabel, an Israelite, was governor. He was appointed governor over Judea. Brethren, despite the challenges, God found Zerubbabel worthy of a message. Do not say, therefore, oh, you know, you have to join them. Look at, there's nothing you can do. You just have to join them. No, you can be the Zerubbabel of your time. In your office, they are doing negative things. Are you a Zerubbabel? God is in control. God found Zerubbabel worthy of a mercy and sent Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel. And that's the passage that we read. And what, what is in that message therefore, and that is where we come into the main message, that there are three aspects of God's message in that passage that we read. Number one, God's sovereign plan. And that plan is for you and it's for me. Number two, it talks about God's supreme power. And then number three, it talks about God's selected people. Let's quickly go on and, um, to God's sovereign plan. It says, sovereignty is defined as supreme power or authority. God is the supreme authority. Over time, up till today, he was, he is, and forever will be. He sent a direct message to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. You see, at this point, the temple were in ruins. The temple was in ruins. Some people said we should build a temple. Others said, no, don't you see our situation? We cannot build a temple. And the Lord, in the initial period, was angry with the people. Oh, many of you are living in fine houses, but my own, the temple where I reside, should still be in ruins. No wonder... God found Zerubbabel worthy of this mercy. There were a lot of unknowns. When even Zerubbabel got the message. he didn't know whether he would be able to complete it. He didn't know whether he would be accused by the governor, I mean by the overall conqueror. What are you doing there? He didn't know. But because he trusted in the God almighty that he served, he took on the message. May that be your portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has a sovereign plan for the church. God has a sovereign plan for our future. God has a sovereign plan that lasts till eternity. What was Zerubbabel's role? Zerubbabel was just a willing vessel. Many of us, God has called us, but because we do not know this God Almighty who can turn every situation around. We dwell within our silos. We dwell within our cocoon. We look right, no school fees. We look left, no job. We look forward. By the way, my wife was sharing with me, though I'm not sure she concluded it. She read in one, um, I think, Twitter or something, I don't, I don't have time for all those things. He went into Twitter and said somebody wrote there. He, he was really very angry. He showed somebody who had a semblance of Christianity. And he said to hell, I want my money from the bank. Whether well, that, that will be the end of, I want to enjoy it here. I don't care going to heaven anymore. That was what the person wrote. For the whole world to see that you can deny Jesus because of no Naira? May the Lord never give bring us to that point. He has not thought of God's plan for his life. Zerubbabel was just a willing vessel and God will use him to carry out his sovereign plan. That is what we must be willing as vessels that God can use. You can only do that if you know that truly God Almighty is in control, irrespective of what is happening to you, irrespective of what is around you. And you can then start thinking, how can we know God's sovereign plan for our lives? God sent Zerubbabel. God's sovereign plan is in the word of God. The Bible that you have in your house. If you search it. If I say there is I've kept $100 inside the Bible. If you open it. If you don't open it carefully, at times you may not see that $100. If you don't open it carefully, Some of us open it so fast that when you are at that $100, you can jump the page. How do you search the scripture and say, God, give me my own message. Give me my own message. How do you search it? Do you search it for yourself? Or do you just read? I read 10 chapters today. It's very good. But did you commune with God? Did you ask God, I want my message? God sent a message to Zerubbabel. And at the end, I hope we'll have time to reach it, you will see that God was pleased, very pleased with Zerubbabel. Sorry. Okay, let's go on to the second one. God's supreme power. In verse 20b, the passage we are talking about in this time under God's supreme power can be seen in verses 20, 21, and 22, where God's sovereign plan is written. He tells Zerubbabel that the time is coming when he will shake the heavens and the earth, overthrow royal thrones, and destroy the kingdoms of the heathen. He will overturn their chariots. The horses will fall, and the riders will kill one another. Hmm. Why? Because our God, who is all-powerful, who is our God Almighty, because he's in control. Therefore, we can be confident in God's supreme power. That is God saying, a time is coming, I will do this thing. Number one, he has power over nature. That's what the scripture tells us. He has power because this scripture is now telling us he will shake the heavens and the earth. What it means is that he can do it. Number two, he has power over rulers. Our God is able to overthrow royal thrones and destroy the kingdoms of the heathen. Let them gather because they have chariots. Let them gather because they have horses. But our God who can overthrow thrones, he will see Nigeria through this month. He will see you through this month. Our God can, he will do it. He said the time is coming. Who knows whether this is the time for Nigeria. Who knows? I'm not sure. But I know that brethren are praying. I want to thank God for those who are praying. They are praying. God will overthrow royal thrones all those who think they own the land, when God, our God arises, they will know that God Almighty is in control. God says that I am able to overthrow thrones, which means he has power over the supposed rulers of the land. Number three, he has power over our enemies. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 31, He says, if God be for us, Who can be against us? You just pray for the righteousness of God to descend upon the land. Brethren, we have no need to fear anything for the future. For God is more powerful than all their forces combined. When we now think of this God's supreme power, we can also be confident that God will comfort us with his supreme power. He's not just having power for nothing. He will comfort you. He knows what you need. That's why we often pray, let the message of God meet everybody at his point of need. You appropriate it for yourself. God has a sovereign plan, which he has said, and he has the power to implement that sovereign power, which is the supreme power that we are talking about. There's nothing that he cannot do. But in his infinite wisdom, God chooses to use us to accomplish his sovereign plan. Look, at the, at the, at the beginning... God saw that the people of the earth they were united and said ah, these people will reach heaven and what did God do? He threw confusion into their midst and today we are speaking different languages but thereafter God uses man to accomplish his purpose will you be available for him? Do you believe in his supreme authority? That is the Almighty, God Almighty in control. He, you see, God can use it. And like that worship song, you don't need the, God doesn't need a man to be who the God that he is. Am I correct, choir? He doesn't need a man, but he pleases him to use us as part of his plan. Will you be available? You can only be available if you believe in him I plead with each and every one of us as long as you have surrendered your life to Christ go to God Lord what would you have me do don't I know it's very it's very easy to sit I've gone to church and you go back home and you watch your television you go out to go and eat a restaurant everything prepared you know Please, don't bother me. I've gone to church. Is that God's plan for you? I'm not saying you're not facing challenges. God selected people. That is the third portion that we are going to talk about. In that day, said the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, said the Lord, and will make thee, as a signet Signet is a seal used to attest documents. I think all the lawyers in our midst know. I don't you know, they use it to attest documents. Thank you ma. A man, two people called PS and Biftu, they suggest that signet rings denote the covenant between God and the faithful. If God says he's going to make a covenant with you, God does not break covenants. Between you, are you a Zerubbabel? So God revealed his plan for his man, for Zerubbabel. One, the purpose involved, God chose Zerubbabel to accomplish a specific task. I will not be able to go into details on this. Number two, there was a privilege involved because in verse 23, God says, On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, and I will make you a signet ring, for I have chosen you. And you see, it's not just that God woke up from nowhere and chose Zerubbabel. God had made the promises to Abraham, repeated it to Isaac, repeated it to Jacob, and that promise has been coming that ended with the Messianic king. God will bulldoze anything to make sure that he gets to you. He will clear the way. When you look at the lineage, you will even see God even used prostitutes just because He had made a promise and God will never break his promise. Except you have not heard God. So brethren, get to God. And Lord, I'm waiting for you. I'm available. I've heard your word. I want to be your vessel. Make me your signet ring. Let's not forget that we will be held accountable for our service. As In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. So all of us will have all our works. You know, that's what it means by pass through fire the bad ones will burn it's only what remains that god is going to reward us with and that is why in in the no center you see there are five crowns waiting for you i don't know which one whether you collect the five crowns or you even collect any we have the imperishable crown imperishable crown that God is going to give. We don't have time to read the first Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 and 25. It is there. The crown of life in Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. It is there. The crown of rejoicing. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19. The crown of righteousness. The righteousness we are praying for God to pour upon Nigeria, to descend upon Nigeria. Is there second Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. And finally, the crown of glory. Will you qualify for any of this crown? In the crown of glory, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 4. Those are the five crowns. For those who have decided, I want to be your vessel. I want to walk with you. I want to walk for you, Lord. Because I know who you are. God Almighty that is in control. Therefore, everything done in the name of Jesus will surely be rewarded. We are chosen by God to fulfill his purpose and it is a privilege to be chosen. The good part of this thing is that we will then be off. Be of this reward is that we will be able to offer them to our king when we meet Jesus Christ. Revelations chapter 4 verse 10. Can we, can we project it please? Revelations chapter 4 verse 10. Okay, let me read it. Uh, the four and twenty elders That should be our motivation for serving our master. We are called to serve. We are selected for a purpose. And when it seems that accomplishing what God has called you to do seemingly before your eyes is impossible, remember, our God Almighty is in control. God had a direct message for Zerubbabel. In that message, we find some truths that still apply to us today. God has a sovereign plan. He has the power to bring about that plan to effect. And in his infinite wisdom, he will decide to call you, if only you are a willing vessel. But, and I make an example of both here, I want us to go back to the message that our senior pastor shared with us last week. It's in the book of Exodus. Why did God say, come down? Why did God say, God, come down? We look at examples of so many. Look, we don't have the time, but Exodus chapter 6, verse 9, verse, Exodus chapter 7, verse 12, Exodus chapter 8, verse 9, you see, God told Aaron or God told Moses and threw him to Aaron throw down your staff they threw it down and the magicians also did the same but what was the difference Aaron's snake swallowed up the others we are not saying that Satan and his cohorts they don't have that power they have but God's power is superior When you go on, they even went on Nile water to blood. They also changed the Nile water to blood. Frogs from the Nile, they were able to command until such a time when they said, "Mm, this is the finger of God. We can no longer continue. Why am I bringing this? I'm bringing this because I have more things. to. But when you go to chapter 14, verse 10 to 14, when the people saw the Egyptians approaching, at the back and then the red sea in front what did they say the people were panicky this is god who has caused such wonderful miracles the god of wonders who has done all this yet they were panicky and in that panic Moses, did I tell you I want to come and die in the desert? should have let me in Egypt to die. If you die in the desert or in Egypt, what does it matter? Panicky. To the extent they were majorly questioning God. That's why I love the prayer that our beloved sister who led us, he said, look, those of us who have reduced God to a small level, let's ask God for forgiveness. Despite the fact that God has done mighty things in your life, we call our God Almighty, the God of miracles, the God of wonders. Why? Because in every situation, he's in total control. Therefore, God says, calm down, calm down, calm down, and know that I'm in control. Obedience is what God requires from us. When you go on, you see how the people, despite the water that was given when they were thirsty, they were grumbling against God. It returned eh? the type of meat we used to eat in Egypt. You have not eaten meat, too. <laughs> Meat compared to death. But God was merciful. And God is still merciful. That mercy will fall upon us. And open our eyes to behold him. That this God is in control. Brethren, let us decide to obey him and hear his call. We have been speaking, we have been speaking, we have been speaking. What about you? Do you know this Jesus? It's people that don't know. If you don't know him, you can't even hear his call. If you don't know him, when you read the scripture, it will be like a storybook. But we are talking of having a conversation on what God speaks to you and you speak to him back. Only his children can do that. If you want to know this Jesus, I will gladly show you the way. This is the way. Jesus who saves He will take you as his child. He will call you like he calls Zerubbabel. And he will make you a wonderful child of his. Shall we bow down our heads as we pray? I don't know where you are. You may be in the auditorium here. You may be in the penial hall downstairs. You may even be online. But God Calls us to Himself. The starting point is say, God, I surrender to You. I surrender. I surrender my life to You. I want Jesus to come into my life. Truly, make me Your child. Doesn't matter if you have been following the crowd like those who were grumbling in the desert. But who are you before the Lord? Are you His child? You want to surrender your life to Jesus, to this God that I have talked about, that has spoken to us. Please, just raise your hand. That's all I need to see you so that I can pray for you. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? Please, just raise your hand wherever you are. If you are downstairs, please raise your hand, draw the attention of the usher. If you are online, a number will soon appear on the screen so that you text, forgiven so that we can pray for you from here as brethren gather together as pastors gather together we can pray for you is there anybody in the hall where i can see for now i surrender i surrender Oh, so I surrender I surrender all, all All to Him My blessed Savior I surrender all You are in the hall you feel God has spoken to you. You want to surrender something. You want to answer God's call. I'm available for your service. I know that it will be a continuous talk with, between you and God. If you are here, whether in the Pioneer hall, please, or you are even online. I want to see your hand up. Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you quickly because my time is up. You want to please God and say, Lord, I want to serve you. Wherever you are, I quickly want to pray for you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. I know your word has gone out. And it will never return to you void. As you have spoken to me, you have spoken to all of us. You have spoken to your children. Whether they are on site or they are online. And we are very grateful. Let that word, please, Lord, dwell within us. Thank you, Precious Father. In Jesus' name we pray.